What's up, guys? Welcome back to Brass Tacks with Weapon X. All of our programming yes. is brought to you by truenutrition.com. You can use our code THINK or, Derek, you have a code. Is it Weapon X? Is that your code? Weapon X. That's nice. the code. Yes, sir. Check out True Nutrition. You can ask either of us about uh, flavors and their products. We'd be happy to talk to you about that stuff. Also, uh, if you are in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. You can get great blowout deals on uh, uh, label change products, discontinued products, short dated stuff like that. Plus, they have all your normal uh, regular brand name stuff, too. So welcome back to your show, man. It's been a long time. Yeah, brass tacks, baby. Yeah, sir. How you been? Oh, man. Um, A lot of stuff has happened since the last episode. Uh, I got married. I don't know if I was married the last time we recorded. You weren't. Um, Congratulations. Neither was I. Let's see the ring. Yeah. Let's see. Congratulations to you. Well, the actual ring. Oh, it's on my necklace. It's in the other room. Um, but because I have this rubber one here, it actually looks like like Look so the that. the regular one. Ah, you got one too. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I wore the real one all the time, and then it just got in the way of me training because I couldn't yeah. grab the barbell. Yeah. Um. So Anastasia got me this little rubber one, and then I put the actual ring on um one of my necklaces that I wear. Nice. Um. So. But yeah, um, we got married uh, Valentine's Day weekend. That was her choice, not mine. Um, so that was like that's like the weekend of the fourteenth. So on the twelfth, the twelfth was the actual day we got married. But you I know, got married. That was a Saturday, the twenty eighth. So literally two awesome. weeks later, just because I wanted you to copy sh- you. You should have did it on a leap year. Yeah. <laughs> got married on February 29th. Yes. Yes. So that's cool. You're just, in prep. just to be different. You're in prep right now, right? What's going on with that? Yes. So, um, man, I wish I, I could remember um, everything that we talked about the last time we recorded. <laughs> but um, I so just a quick, quick rundown. I got up to 262 pounds in October. Um, Dave put the brakes on uh, on prep. I mean, uh, on uh, off season really quick because I was growing really fast. Yeah. Um, on not quite as much food as you would think and not not very much in the way of supplements either um i'm a very uh, i believe the term is hyper responder uh, for lack of better words um so i don't need as much food or subs as other people in order to put on tissue so he was like we got to stop this right now or you're gonna grow out of 212 so we so we started cutting back um and I have been as low as 207. Um, I haven't weighed myself yet this morning, uh, but I believe I should be somewhere between somewhere around 210 and a half to 11. Okay. Um, so, and we got two weeks to go. This is my best look ever. We're, we're, we're on pace. We're on pace. I'm very confident. You know what I find very interesting is that um, you – and everybody who watches Brass Tax knows, Derek, you are a high energy guy. Uh, being two <laughs> weeks out, I, and we're recording this like super early in the morning. I gauge yeah. where I'm gauging you. We've only been on for a few minutes here, but where I'm gauging you is like if this is normal, Derek, and this is like average people, you're still like right on. You might be down a little bit, you know, like a little bit more subdued, but that like brings you down to like just chill, my level. You know what I'm saying? Like now we're on the. 
you're like you're the yeah just took the edge off of Derek a little bit you're not like you don't look you don't look like you're suffering like suffering like you're having a struggle every day but I mean I'm not saying it's not hard I'm sure it's brutal but you look like you've it's got like pop oh it's an act it's an act yeah you're just- it's an act I I feel like shit and I felt like shit for weeks like oh, yeah. I but you you know you know how it goes you get to a point during the prep process where you just you get used to the feeling and you kind of just realize like, okay, like I, I feel like shit. This is pretty much the way it's going to be until the show is done. So here we are. And then that's it. And then you just, and and then you just suck it up and deal with it. Yeah. Acceptance. That's what that is. You know, acceptance. Yeah. To use a Freudian terminology, Freudian psychology. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's cool, man. So what, what show is it that you'll be in? New York pro. New York Pro 212. Um, And, you know, me and Dave are extremely, extremely confident in my look, and we neither of us have any doubts that I'm going to win this show. Hell yeah, dude. This is is going to be the first pro win. Hell yeah, man. Well, I look forward to it. Um, I'll make sure we get some some pictures up here, too, so everybody can see what you've been posting. Um, Mm -hmm. Dude, let's, let's dive into some stuff. You had a, you put together like a ton of questions. There was one I really yep, wanted I to start with. You what? You went? No, I was, no, was going to say I went through all the uh, I went through all the past episodes, all the YouTube content. Uh, I read everybody's stuff, and um, I just started looking for the I guess the most interesting ones. There were definitely some weird comments I thought about putting in just for just for funsies, but then I'm like, yeah. I don't know where I'm going to be emotionally when I when we record this. <laughs> so like what. I'm finding funny what the Derek right now may find this funny, but the Derek in two weeks might find this irritating. So, (laughs) (laughs) so let me just exclude that just for the safety of all people involved, all parties involved. Fair enough. Let's talk some training, man. You know what? Everybody, everybody has loved the training talk you've done on, on our programming, Mm -hmm. man. And there was one you had about arm growth, growing arms. I'm looking through all of this because there's a huge list here. Here it is. Just best way to get bigger arms you've gone through a few things before but we can't assume that everybody has seen our previous content um right take it away man i'm I'm really happy to revisit that so um obviously i can only speak from my perspective because um that's what i know yeah uh because you know you have i know a lot of people who stare at a dumbbell and their arms get bigger and then there are people like me who my arms have been my slowest growing body part in relation to the rest of me. So I've really had to um, research and dab on a lot of different training um, methodologies until I just found something that worked for me. So if you have lagging, uh, if you have lagging arms, like I used to, this is how I did it. I literally first, very first thing and probably the most important is I started training my arms the same way that I trained everything else. So some like I I know a lot of people say that um, high reps for arms and then just driving as much blood into the muscle is the best way to do it. That is the best way to get a gnarly pump. I did not see as much muscle growth as I thought I would. My dog is over here playing with this ball. Yeah. And keeps dropping it on the floor so that he can chase it and go get it and then jump back on the couch. Um, so when I so what I mean is so like for example how we do like a top set and a and a and a back offset. 
or um, where we go super heavy, you know, six to eight reps, eight to 10 reps, something like that. And then for the second set, go a little bit lighter and go for a higher rep set. That's how I started training my arms. Uh, I've seen the most growth over the last two, two and a half years. And that was about the time that I started training my arms in that fashion. So I just focused on getting super strong with arm movements, the same way that you would do that, you would do for uh, a bench press or a squat or whatever. So now I'm at a point where I can, um, I can like alternating dumbbell curl with very strict form with like 65, 70s. Good God. That's a lot of weight. That's how, that's how I got bigger arms. (laughs) I I get, I can do preacher curls with the same weight. Um, and next thing would be exercise selection. So it, that is as simple as two things. One, finding the things that you connect with the most uh, number two, whatever exercises can put you in the um, in the most stable and strict position. So like a, a perfect example would be like an incline, a, a curl on a bench, yeah. right? Or, um, or extensions where your back is against the pad. Anything where your upper body can't move. So that way the only movement is this, this lever point, your elbow or, you know, curl or extension. Yeah. And then just getting super strong um, with those things. Um, for triceps, uh, I incorporate a good number of compound movements. So um, my favorite my favorite exercises for that are um, dumbbell kickouts, which John Meadows did a lot. So basically, you lay down on an inclined bench and you have a dumbbell in each hand, and you basically do skull crushers, kind of. But he that's, calls them kickouts. That's my all time favorite tricep exercise. I think. I love that. Um, I love doing close grip, um, close grip press on uh, the hammer strength, the lying down hammer strength machine. Oh yeah. And my third favorite is I like overhead extensions using the Smith machine. Overhead extensions. No kidding. So okay. I, yeah, yeah. So I, I I set up the bench on a slight on a slight incline. Yeah. And I move I move it really really far forward so that. The 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 bar when it comes down, yeah, it's right here. Oh, and then okay. I just push it straight up. And the reason why I came up with that is because I'm really strong with the dumbbells, and they're kind of unwieldy to like sling it back behind sure. my head. And I keep hitting the bench behind me, yep. so I needed a new way to do it where I could continue to add more weight and progress, and still get the range of motion and all the stuff that I needed out of it. So. I so started that, doing them on the Smith. That became like almost the next progression to having done the dumbbell overhead, uh, like skull crushers, huh? Is what it sounds like. Well, not just the well, not the skull crusher. I mean, like if you grab a single dumbbell where oh. you like have it over your head like this. Oh, I got, I got you. I, I misunderstood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can be so, brutal to try to get that dumbbell in position. Not ju- and not just that, but if you're using enough weight, the dumbbell is going to be big enough that most likely it's going to hit the bench yep. or your head. And you're not going to be able to get the range of motion that you need. Yeah. Whereas the bar is skinny, so you and you can load the weight on the sides, so it doesn't it doesn't get in the way. You know that um, the dumbbell skull crusher. I found if I use a bar like a Cambridge bar, my elbows mm-hmm. get tweaked a lot easier. And I've had people who ask me like, "Hey, what can I do for my triceps?" Because when I do skull crushers, it, you know, I always hurt my elbows or whatever. And I feel like if you use the dumbbells. Do you think it's that maybe like you're not locked into the same path 
with you know the bar locks you into a specific path versus with the dumbbells each arm can kind of do their individual thing you know what i mean right so you have a little bit of freedom to move within a plane of motion yeah uh, another thing too though if you are absolutely married to the um to the cambered bar for yeah. skull crushers just do them on the floor do dead stop those are tough man they're very tough but you can you can um standardize every single rep because you're stopping on the floor. Now, the key is don't make the mistake of bouncing it off the floor. That defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. Um, and that's just more impact on your shoulder than you want. So you control the eccentric very slowly on the way down. Gently touch the floor. Let the bar come to a complete rest on the floor. And then drive it up hard. And make sure it's moving. So the bar is going to stay behind your head. So make sure it's moving in a straight line towards the ceiling, mm. not not forward and over your head. Mm, yeah. That that also alleviates a lot of pressure off both the elbow and the shoulder. And it makes it a lot harder too. And it makes it a lot harder. <laughs> yeah. But but that means but that means you're going to get better triceps out of it. Okay. So what kind of rep ranges are you using cuz you're going real heavy, like you said progressive yep. overload with this stuff pretty much. Uh, mm -hmm. what, what kind of reps would you do on an exercise like that? I literally stay within the eight to twelve rep okay. range. Nice. Um, I I don't go any lower or any higher. Uh, the honestly, the only exercise that I go outside of that rep range is if I do like a like a rope extension. Um, that's something where I'll go like in the fifteen to twenty rep okay. range. Um, and I just again, I that, that's an exercise that I just use to drive as much blood in as possible, yeah. mostly because I can't add any more weight. So I don't really have a choice. Yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> and mo and most people, if you're using, if you're you know, if you're doing a lot of rope extensions and you're focused on progressive overload, it won't take you long before you're able to do the whole stack. So, so then you're forced to just do higher up range. So opposite direction, then you know, I, I imagine that there's some people listening that are like, oh, I'm supposed to train it like my chest, and you know, I'm sure you're not doing uh, like heavy singles for a, no. uh, a tricep extension. But what would be the lowest you would ever go? That that eight to twelve still? Eight, yeah, eight, okay. eight reps, nine reps, seven. If I'm you know, if I'm aiming for eight and I get re and I'm really really tired like I am now, and you know, I just fail a little bit earlier than I expected, yeah. but definitely not below that. Okay, cool, man. So heavy progressive overload. Um, yep. You're using, and, and, and how many exercises? Do, you mentioned three exercises. Would you do all three of those in the same workout? No. So, oh, that good point. Last point. I touched arms every single time I stepped into the gym. You so if me. I trained five days a week, mm -hmm. I did some form of arm movement five times a week. So. Okay. Like on my push day, obviously, obviously there's triceps at the end, so I'll do two two uh, tricep movements at the end. Um, on pull day, there's biceps, so I'll do two uh, bicep movements. Um, I also have a shoulder and arm day into my programming, and then at the beginning of legs, I'll either do a bicep or a tricep for two or three sets before I start my leg stuff. Okay, nice. And how long have you been so doing this for? Uh this exact split for about a year. Okay. Um, but before that, the only difference is I just didn't have a shoulder and arm day. So yeah. it was either, it was just, it was just push pull legs and I would still follow the same schematic that I just, uh, outlined to you Two tricep movements on push 
uh, two bicep on pull, and then either a bicep and or a tricep for two sets um, at the beginning of my leg day, and then I would go into all my leg stuff. Okay. Um, if you didn't have anything else on this, I think it could segue really well into um, you had another another question that had come up on YouTube about uh, how you do your you mentioned like the two sets I think it was that first question um, no that wasn't it but you had something in here about like how do you perform these two sets if you're doing like a um, a top set back off set what does that actually look like oh uh, why do you only do two working sets there what's the is. benefit and how exactly is each set structured there it okay is. so here's the reason why I do two working sets. So let's, let's take a, a typical bro workout, right? Like, you know, three sets of 12, four sets of 10, four sets of 12, whatever. How many of those sets are you actually taking to failure, right? So you, you're, I would venture a guess that most people, your first two or three out of those four sets, you are not going to absolute failure. Why? Because you know, uh, after set one, you still have three more sets to go to get through. Yeah. And if you blow your load too early, um, <laughs> if you blow your load too early, you're not going to get through the rest of it. You know that. So you save a little bit in the tank to make sure that you can make it to set four. Yeah. Okay. So how many effective reps to, um, to bring that term in are you actually performing? How many reps are you actually doing that is building new muscle? Or, and that's a lot of glycogen to use. So by the time you even get to set four, you shouldn't realistically be doing the same weight that you would have been able to do on set one. So essentially set one and two end up being almost like warm-up sets leading into the final set. So instead of doing it that way, why not? So this is how I do it. Just to get into the question, because they asked me how I structure it. So I'll typically do um, two warm-up sets at least. The number of warm-up sets is definitely proportional to what movement I'm doing. Here's an example. If I'm doing um, an incline barbell, right, and I can do four plates uh, for eight reps, I'm going to start with one plate aside. I'm going to do five or six reps. I'm going to move up the two plates aside. I'm going to do probably three reps. I'm going to do three plates aside and do two reps. Uh, if I'm feeling really good, I'll just get right into my, my, my working set at four plates, you know, my four for eight. If I'm feeling a little sluggish, then I'll do three and a quarter just to give me just an extra warm-up set, do one or two reps, and then go into my top set. Yeah. So I save all of my glycogen for the set that is actually going to matter, the one that is actually going to challenge me, and the one that is actually going to produce new muscle growth. I don't see the point in wasting all of your glycogen on sets that are not going to produce new tissue. I'm with you. It's going to feel great. You're going to get a good pump. But, okay, great. You have a pump. You're you mathematically no new tissue was added because you didn't challenge yourself into those effective reps. So why not save your glycogen for the sets that matter? That's why I only do two working sets. Yeah. And you see people, you know, every day at every gym that are just doing that three sets of 10, three sets of 12. Then they move on to the next exercise, three sets, four sets of 10, four sets of 12. 
And you know what? The majority of the time, you're not seeing growth. Like I'm talking people who are consistent, people who are eating food yes. and showing up and working. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and, and then and you see them a year later and they look exactly the same or more or less the same. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's important, man. I do. Um, and then how is it structured? So I kind of mentioned this earlier uh, when we were talking about the arm training, but basically my top set uh, will depend on how I feel that day. It's either going to be in the six to eight rep range. If I'm feeling really, really good and the stars are aligned, um, typically eight to 10 or 10 to 12. And then my, my second set, the back off, I will take whatever I did in my top set, drop the weight by anywhere from 25 to 40%. And then I'll shoot for a higher rep range. So let's say my, my top set, uh, my, my top set was, 11 reps. Then on my back offset, I'm going to be shooting for a minimum of 15 reps, maybe even try to get closer to 20. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And the whole point of that is to try to address both myofibular hypertrophy and sarcoplasmic hypertrophy. Myofibular hypertrophy, um, by definition, typically, and by the research shows that it typically happens in the six to 12 rep range, as long as you're taking the set to failure. And sarcoplasmic hypertrophy typically happens in the 15 to 20 plus, as long as you're taking the set to failure. I like that. So you're, and, and you know, too, you never know. You might, you might have some fibers that, that benefit from those higher reps, right? Exactly. So the, the what I picture in my head when I train and do and do things this way is that every muscle fiber has like a little light bulb attached to it, and okay. my goal is to make all the light bulbs light up. <laughs> it's like a carnival that's how game. I that's how I think of it. It's like a carnival. It's kind of like a what? Like a yeah. It's a game. game huh? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I picture a carnival game, and that kind of helps me as as I'm mentally locking into what I'm trying to do. Okay. Well, listen, what about then? So one of the other questions that you had here was, and, and this could tie right in too. We keep segueing here with all these training questions. We got some gear stuff too, uh, but is, yeah. is training six days a week for a new lifter too much? Hmm. Well, here's my answer to that is what's your recovery like? So, this is this would be this would be uh, a perfect situation where you would have a logbook and keep track of everything. Yeah. So if you're training six days a week and your numbers are constantly progressing and you're getting stronger and you're seeing the visual improvements in your physique that you're looking for, why would you do anything different? And as a new lifter, chances are you're going to accelerate the progress that you're going to make. Now, um, if you are training six days a week and your numbers are not progressing and you notice that you don't feel energized and you feel tired and your digestion isn't working as well as it should and all of these other biofeedback markers are just not lining up, then chances are you're probably overstressing the body and you need to tailor, tailor it back. If you don't know how to recognize those signs, Hire a coach, hire somebody that does know how to ask the right questions and find the right um, combination of things that'll work for you. Yeah. What about, uh, um, so, and, and I guess this kind of is part of that too. One of the first topics you had was discuss programming and periodization of off-season training, training to address needs. So I guess this would almost right. be like how to put all this together that we've been talking about. Right. So 
Ex so exercise selection is obviously going to be paramount. You figure that out over time. So I could sit here and say, uh, you know, these are the best movements for X, Y, and Z if you want to address all of these different things. But those movements may not feel great to you. If you are a, you know, a six foot one bodybuilder, chances are barbell squats may not be the best option for you. You're probably, you may not feel great doing them. You may find you have lower back problems or your knees hurt or whatever because of the distance you have to travel. So you find something that feels a little bit more, a little bit more comfortable and stable. Um, so the first thing is just, you know, with exercise selection, yes, start with the things that are known to be the most um, effective and then tailor it based off of your specific body mechanics and what feels good for you. Um, periodization where you're you're undulating your volume um i'll be honest i've never done that simply because within the session i'm addressing those multiple volume points you know i'm doing the 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 lower rep higher weight sets and i'm doing the higher rep lower weight sets in the same within the same uh exercise so yeah. I've never really felt the need to, to undulate. However, the main thing that you guys want to try and recognize is when you need a break. Hmm. Yeah. Pushing and pushing and banging your head against a brick wall all the time is not always the solution. Sometimes you may need, instead of taking two days off a week, take three or four days off a week. Maybe you need a whole week off if you've been going at it for three, four months. Um, take that time to rest and allow your body to kind of reset itself. And chances are you're going to come back and break through the plateaus that you may have been hitting prior to that. Um, yeah. But ultimately, just looking at your body, seeing, you know, especially if you're a competitor, um, look at where your deficiencies are and then just make sure that you have the frequency to um, to help you address those weak points. So if you have a weak back, maybe you should have two pull days a week. If you have a weak chest, maybe you should have two push days a week and so on. Now, um, what was I going to say? I, I had a thought. I had a question, and then I started listening. I was like, oh, I'll ask him later, and then I, I totally forgot. I'm You're not in prep. Head. You can't be doing stuff like this. No, man. You don't have prep like brain right now. I'm always like that. I have 24-7, <laughs> 365 prep brain. Um, no, okay. I was going to ask you. So um, when you said, you know, we we're talking about, like, knowing when to take a break, I know you coach mm -hmm. a lot of people. So you, you get mm -hmm. to see a cross section of how various different people respond. Can you give us an average? If you had to put an average on it, how often does somebody need to take like a deload type week or cut back a little bit for a minute? If you are experienced, um, if you are an experienced competitor, you typically recognize the signs. Um, your again, your, your numbers won't be progressing. Now th that being said, um, if you're in prep for a show, your calories are coming down as you get closer to the show, typically, and your cardio is going up typically as you get closer to the show, there will be a strength drop off. Yeah. Hopefully you train, um, in a manner in which you can, uh, minimize that as much as possible. Cause that is the goal, but there will be a strength drop off and you have to be okay with that. So don't think, Oh no, my numbers are going down. I need a break in a in a prep situation when you're close to a show it's kind of par for the course but if you have um ample calories coming in your sleep is good um 
digestion is working fine. You don't really have much uh, emotional stress in your daily life. Those are the things you want to look at first. Um, after all of that, I would say if you go hard for like eight to 10 weeks, that would be a good time to just program in either you can do it. You can do it a few different ways. You can do a D volume week. So just cut your volume in half each session. Um, your workouts will be shorter, still bring the same intensity, but your workouts will be much shorter. You'll be in and out quicker. Um, another option is just take extra rest days. So if you're taking two rest days a week, take three or four or like, or like a long weekend. So take like Thursday through Sunday off, use that to spend time with the family, go on like a little mini vacation, something like that. Or take, if you're really feeling beat up, um, then just take, just take a whole week off. Don't be afraid to do it. Trust me. You're not going to lose any muscle in seven days. Dude, I feel like I haven't been able to train my legs as hard as I would like for over a year now, and they haven't lost size. I mean, I train a little, you know what I mean? But there you go. I think if you build muscle through torturing yourself in the gym for years, it's not really going to go anywhere, you know? It's it's much easier than people think to maintain muscle than it is to build it. Once you have it, once you have it, it's it's going to stay. It's going to take you. You would have to make a concerted effort to lose it. And even honestly. then, man, I feel like I had uh, periods that I wasn't able to train for a while, you know, and it's like it's like mm-hmm. I used to be terrified that I would lose muscle if I went on vacation or something I think like we've that. I've been through that. You yeah. know what I mean? But then you find like you run into a situation where you get really sick. You can't train for a month and then you get back yep. in. Maybe you weren't as full as you were before, but you get it going again and you're like, hey, guess what? I'm pretty much exactly the same as I was, you know? Yep. Yeah. You bounce back pretty much immediately. Muscle memory is a beautiful thing. Yeah. <clears throat> we had some drug stuff, but before we got into that, I had a very important, uh, well, you had a very important question here. Uh, okay. Favorite, oh God. Which one is it? Favorite pastas and cheesecakes. Oh, <laughs> you're not, um, should we even be talking about that right now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, it's not like it's in front of me. Okay, so, okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> gonna, see, see, if something bad happened, like, you know, like you went out and you just like lost your mind and you ate a whole cheesecake today, I'd feel really bad. Dave, I'd feel responsible then, partially. You know? Mi- Mr. Kalick would literally cut my nuts off and hang them <laughs> on his wall if I did that. So that, right. that will not be happening. Um, Thank God. Man. Uh, favorite pastas. Uh, I love a good bolognese with some garlic bread oh, Ugh. and uh, bolognese with garlic bread and fried mac and cheese balls. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media. If we've provided value to you today, then please consider contributing to our show. You can help support the show through Patreon. Every $5 helps to pay for the software and the hardware and everything else that goes into making a podcast. You can also contribute by using our code at True Nutrition. True Nutrition has been our title sponsor for several years now. I'm super grateful for them. And I've believed in True Nutrition supplements long before they sponsored our programming. You could use our code THINK for health supplements and performance supplements. Feel free to hit me up if you have any questions. And if you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. They have free shipping over $99, huge discounts on overstock, short dated, and label changed products. Plus, they have all your normal supplements too. Thank you guys for listening to the commercial. I hope you're having a great day and that your bodybuilding is going well. Let's get back to the show. Uh, Bolognese with garlic bread and fried mac and cheese balls. 
and like Ooh. with the with the, the the marinara sauce that you dip dip it in. Oh, that's man, good. that that's probably that's probably my favorite. Um, although, um, I I don't mind also so, like something simple like a um like a simple like pasta Alfredo with salmon or chicken. Ooh, I man. just I, I'm I'm a pretty simple dude. Cheesecake, uh, red velvet. Oh god, and red velvet and Snickers, Snickers cheesecake. Oh, I don't think I've ever had Snickers cheesecake before. I had someone make me one from scratch. Really? Yeah, the cheesecake with Snickers bars in it. Yeah. Uh, how does that uh, work? It'll does change it like, your life. Is it like chopped up or how did that work? Yeah. So like, what they did was they 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 chopped the they use minis minis and uh-huh. chopped them in half and used them to decorate the top. Oh. And then I guess they cut like little like smaller slices of it yeah. and infused it inside the actual cake itself. So you saw the ones on the top and then you got like little little um chewy surprises in the middle. Ooh, I like that. I like Dude. that a lot, man. Oh, you you don't even you don't even know. I'm probably uh, that's probably going to be my celebratory uh my celebratory dessert. You, you're going to blow up too. You're going to get like so freaking pumped. Veins everywhere. Veins everywhere. No, I'm going to I'm no honestly though, I'm going to I'm going to keep it really I'm going to keep it in check. Uh, yeah. I'm really determined cuz I I have that tendency especially like, you know, if I know, you know, I win the New York Pro the the Olympias and until December. Yeah. I know me. I'm going to be like, eh, I got seven months. I can, I can chill out for a minute. Yeah. And you come back uh, on the show I'll put and on, your face is all like puffed up. Oh, I know. I'll be, I'll be <laughs> put on 25 pounds in like a week. No, I, I can't. I don't want to do that. So yeah. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep it super tight. I'm definitely going to, I'm going to enjoy myself a, a tiny bit, but not the way that I used to, especially when I was an amateur. Ugh. This is your this is your time. You know, this is your time, man, right now. Like it is. And 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 like a lot of the people I think who watch the show, myself included, we really enjoy seeing you get to have this freaking awesome experience. You know, because like me, I'm never gonna end up at the stage at the New York Pro. Uh so it's it's cool to be able to watch you do that. And and I guess we all see you as being like, you know, you've got a really cool opportunity here. You know what I'm saying? So it's like this is your time. Cheesecake will always be there, right? Cheesecake will always be there, but victory and glory last forever. There you go. I like that. And I and I do appreciate um I appreciate all the love and support from from yourself and everyone that watches the show. Um I again I apologize for not being on so long, but I've been very very locked into, you know, all the goals that um I've been trying to accomplish. Plus um you know, everything that's been going on with my dad has been very, very stressful. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if you've seen the post that I had put on, on, uh, Instagram. I'm not going to go too deep, but basically my dad had a liver transplant. Um, he, he had, um, cirrhosis of the liver. He had basically a liver, liver failure, which is so freaking ridiculous because he never smoked. He never drank. He never did anything that you would think of that would be detrimental to an organ. Yeah. Um, yet somehow this thing happened to him. They found like a little cancer. They can find, they found a cancerous lesion on his liver. It was already failing due to the, uh, um, uh, according to the numbers on his blood work. So he needed a liver transplant. So he moved down to Jacksonville in order to be able to be, um, near the Mayo clinic down here, which specializes in organ, uh, transplants. Yeah. And 
but he had his surgery. Um, I think it's been about a month now, a little over a month since he had the surgery, and he's he, he that man's a warrior, man. He's he's getting back to normal life slowly but surely. Hell so yeah. you Good know, it's him, been man. a blessing. Good for him. That's cool, dude. That's really cool. So the family's been going through quite a bit over the last few months, um, and the, but that's been another uh, another fire that I've been able to tap into as I prep. We do have I owe him an Olympia ticket. Us. We've got people hanging with us. And as a matter of fact, Nathan says, uh, this guy's been hiding for far too long. <laughs> people are far people too are long. You back, man. So oh, cheesecake factory. Yeah, that sounds good. Cheese- cheesecake factory is my kryptonite. Same, especially <laughs> that, you know, you know what? You know what um, really like gets me with the cheesecake factory is that menu is so damn big. It's overwhelming. I don't like. I love the Cheesecake Factory. Don't get me wrong, but I I hate restaurants with giant menus because I don't ever know what to pick because there's always so many things that I like. Yeah. So I, I almost feel like obligated to eat way more than I should just yeah. so I can experience a bunch of different stuff. I always I'll, I'll ask the waitress and be like, well, you know, all this stuff. What do you recommend? What do people? And then she'll usually be like, you know, everybody likes this item. And yes. she's usually pretty right on the money with it. It's awesome. You know? For sure, for sure. All right. Well, we did have some more stuff here, uh, some more bodybuilding and a little bit more off topic. Let's move into the gear, man. Everybody likes talking about the gear. Everybody likes talking about gear. All right. Point of using high-dose test or DECA uh, that are uh, tolerable only with AI uh, or any or other drug. Um, is it not better to use a low dose you can manage and stack on top with other things? Uh, talking about aromatizing AIS. Um, if AI reducing overall estrogen, why not simply use lower doses of AIS instead? My mantra is always get the most out of the absolute least. Now, that being said, there is a huge genetic component to this. What do I mean? There are some people who can use a little bit and get a shit ton out of it. And then there are people who have to use a lot to only get a little bit. Unfortunately, there is no way to change how your body does that. It's just a matter of how many receptors you have that are willing to accept different things. Um, So, I mean, obviously, you know, high dose and low dose is relative, but, um, I can, I can say this, like when I, when I work with somebody, when I work with a client, um, I, and even for myself, I don't go above, so like, let's say if I'm, if I'm using tests, I don't go above 500, uh, milligrams a week. Like that's the absolute highest I'll go. I've, I have gone higher by order of a coach years ago and it was probably the worst I've ever felt in my entire life. Um, yeah, like it it was, I I immediately noticed a direct change in the amount of energy I had. Um, my strength did not go up at all. Um, as a result of the increased dose, like I was, it was almost a gram of test. It was like 875 a week and I felt absolutely horrible. Um, and then the next coach I had, we never went above 400 and I felt absolutely incredible. Like that three to that three to 400 range, 450 is like optimal. Um, so find 
So I guess my the best answer I can give to that question without um, like actually giving a prescription yeah. is tr- don't go in with the um, intention of trying to use specific compounds and stacking things. Start with a little bit. Maybe yeah. just start with just test and start with like 250 or 300 a week. If you're making progress on 250 milligrams of test a week, why would you add more stuff? Yeah. What would be the per- what would be the purpose? Um, and then just build from there. You will have way more longevity in the sport. You will make way more progress over a, a longer period of time. And above all, you'll stay healthier and your blood work will be better. If yeah. you oh and you won't have you won't have to hopefully use as much when you're years down the road. If you start off you know, guns blazing right away, there's nowhere for you to go from there but up. And you're just setting yourself up for a disaster, in my opinion. Yeah, I got to throw this this comment up. This is from Betty McNally. She says, off topic, Scott, you need to take your mom to Cheesecake Factory. Is that your mom? Yeah, that's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> you got called out on the podcast. Scott's not taking you. Listen, isn't Mother's Day coming up? It's, uh, it's right around the corner now, yeah. Cheesecake Factory is calling your name. There's your, mom, you're getting your birthday present. You're going to the Cheesecake Factory. If he doesn't take you, <laughs> let me know. I'll handle it. I'll handle your light work. Don't worry about it. I do. I want to say something about. Um, so, yeah, if we can, if we can run a cycle and not have to um, use ancillaries, not have to control estrogen, all that stuff. That's freaking awesome. And I'm, I'm like, I'm 100 with you. That said, for sure, I, I do think. that if you if you are using if you do want to use more if you plan to use more, and there are guys that are going to be using uh, you know and i think there is within reason what's reason i guess it all depends on you know what your own perspective is but i can tell you guys at the state level shows who are trying to win you know second place at uh you know and, and just qualify there's guys that are using a lot more than 500 400 tests 300 tests for sure and sure. if you are using more, um, then that's where AI does come in. I mean, realistically, if Correct. you're creating a super physiological level of testosterone, you're going to have a super physiological level of estrogen, too. That's just how it works. We don't want yeah. all that estrogen. You know, we, what we're trying to do For is sure. increase those androgens, drive muscle up. But we need to keep that estrogen under control. I, I, I think that what you're talking about is a safer model and i think that if you can make that work i say go for it if you do find yourself increasing the dose that's where the ai comes in and i think feel like in the past that was real commonplace and i do feel like nowadays people are starting to shy away from that thinking like if you're using an ai you're doing too much gear which i, I don't know is it a bad thing i'm not necessarily uh you know no. I guess, uh, so when I answered the question, I answered it from the perspective of someone who, like, let's say is in off-season trying to progress their body and gain, gain more tissue. Yeah. Um, and also, the um, I wish I wrote down the name of the person who asked the question, but when I, when I found the question, I looked up the individual, and it didn't look like they competed. Yeah. Okay. So, Look at it looked like it was homework. just... You did your homework. Then. 
Well, I, I wanted to make sure that I that I didn't just answer it with a broad brush, that I tried to at least apply it to the person themselves. So I went to go look to see, you know, what they were about, were they a competitor or not, so that I could answer it from the pers- the best perspective that would help them. Yeah. So I guess when you think about it from someone who is a high-level competitor competing competing at the state level or regional level, um, trying to make it to nationals. Yeah, you are going, especially when you're prepping for the show, you are going to use a lot more AAS for sure across the board. It doesn't like we all do. So in that case, yes, you are going to use a variety of different things to control estrogen. Uh, my recommendation is to start off with like uh, an aromasin. Um, something that's a little bit lighter, doesn't really, um, doesn't affect your blood lipids as much. See where, and and get constant blood work when you're, um, when you're actually prepping for the show. So that's one thing that Dave has had me do that has been different this prep than every single other prep I've ever done in my life is no one, no one's ever made me do blood work while I was in prep. It was usually beginning end, and somewhere in the middle of off season. Okay, yeah. But Dave has made me do blood work multiple times as prep to make sure that everything was in order, that all my health markers were where they needed to be, uh, you know, liver, heart, um, all those things, and also estrogen, estradiol. We've gotten that tested multiple times. Nice. So So as he changed my AIs, we would get my estradiol tested to see how it was affecting and was it going down, was it stopping, do we need to change things, do we need to add more stuff? Um, so the, the progression that people that I, in my opinion, people should look for is start with aromasin, start with like, you know, 12.5 or, you know, depending on what the dose is of what you're getting, 15, 20, um, maybe like every other day or a few times a week, see where that, see where that takes you, get your estradiol tested. And if that's bringing things down to, at a, at a nice pace, then you continue with that until it doesn't then bring in a Remedex at like, you know, a milligram, you know, three, four days a week or every other day or on the days that you pin and just take that progression until you get to where you're trying to go for your physique. Just don't throw the kitchen sink at your body like most people do. Most people are just like, I need to get shredded right now. So I'm just going to start taking everything. Let's do it. But then they don't monitor anything. And then they wonder why they have all of these issues post show. Yeah, I love that idea. And if you're monitoring along the way, and something starts looking weird, well, you can say it didn't look weird when we were doing this just several weeks, you know, a couple months, month back or whatever. You and then you know, well, well, the changes we made might not be good for my health. Let's fix that, right? Exactly. And if you're and if your health markers are where they need to be, your physique is going to respond the way it's supposed to. I like that. Plain and simple. Um, cycle example utilizing different pathways, DHT derivatives with test and a nandrolone, for example, is this beneficial? Um, if my research, uh, I in my research, I see different drugs can interact uh, with and fight for the same receptor to use the use of test plus D ball or nandrolone and PCT together seems less beneficial on paper. Um, yeah, so when I, so when I saw this question, my first, um, my first reaction was why, why are they thinking about using these, uh, compounds on a PCT? (laughs) Um, so first of all, I'm going to say this, 
Uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but I hate D-ball. I hate it. I hate how I feel when I take it. I hate what happens to my 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 liver enzymes when I take oh, it. Yeah. Uh, it's it, I'm very sensitive to it. That's just me. So like when I take D ball, my liver enzymes go through the freaking roof. My appetite sucks, and on top of all of that, I don't see the the strength benefits that other people see when they use it. I'm, so okay, it's just I'm, not a good compound for me. I'm similar but different. I love D ball, okay. but D ball doesn't love me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love it. Okay, but so it kills my appetite like no, like no other. So it gives me awesome benefit, awesome strength. I feel good. Um, I'm feeling like I'm gonna just tear it up in the gym. But then my appetite goes to crap within the first ten days, and then I can't eat anything. I can't grow. You know. Right. So. I, I love food too much like that that would really <laughs> piss me off <laughs> yeah so I, I so I, I had I, de- I definitely had to I read it a few times when I when I saw it in the comments just to make sure that I understood what you know what they were asking um, so I guess what they're asking is what combination of things they could use with test that's the kind of the way i understood it yeah. um yeah i'm really hesitant to make a prescription to somebody that i don't know when they don't know what they are you know what their nutrition is like how they train blah 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 everything needs to align so i'm just gonna default to start with test by itself then eke out as much progress as you can. When you stop making progress, then add in another compound. Um, if your goal is strength in size, um, man, it all depends. Because me personally, if I'm if I have a client in off season and they don't have any blood pressure issues and all of their red blood cell markers are good, I'm a huge fan of EQ of Equipoise. Um, and if they uh, don't get fat easily in the off season because EQ I found really jacks up people not jacks up in jack up as an increase increases people's appetite dramatically. And so, you know, sometimes they will eat a little bit more than they should because of it. And if there's someone who puts on body fat really is easily probably not the best uh, solution. So, if you put on body fat really easily, then I would go with a DECA or an NPP. If you don't put on body fat as easily, I find EQ is a great um, is a great compound. Um, honestly, one of the best off season cycles I've run was it was test sip, uh, EQ, and then a long ester masteron. Okay. Because yeah, like because you get some of the anti-estrogen benefits from it, um, you get a little bit of uh, a little bit more hardness in your off season to the muscle than you would, um, and you get all the strength benefits of the EQ. That was probably the best cycle yeah. I've ever ran. And and at the end of the day, too, Masteron is going to be anabolic. You know, it it, it too is going to help Correct. with muscle growth without without having. I, I think the biggest mistake I made was early in cycling. I did. A few cycles in, I did. Te- well, I started out with D ball only, fifteen milligrams a week, 
four weeks. And then after that, uh, I went to, I got, you know, I did test and then I test in yep. D ball and I test in D ball again. Then I test in DECA and um, I got shut down really hard. So I was like, well, you know what? Why don't I just do more tests next time? Well, instead of doing tests mm-hmm. in DECA, I'll just do more tests. I did more tests and I got the worst side effects from that cycle and I got really bad back acne. And, uh, oh, wow. you know, the thing is, is that you're the, the one of the reasons we could get more out of something like say test and master on is because that master on is going to help you to push those anabolic up higher but it's not it's not going to be as as nasty on you as just taking more test you know it's a, it's a mild exactly. alternative or eq it's going to be a nice anabolic compound to add to that versus just taking more test getting more side effects you know a little exactly. bit of test a little bit of eq you know maybe a little bit of master on in there better than just like a lot of test you know, for right, because the EQ, the EQ and the Masteron are gonna aromatize at a much lower rate than um, than just test alone, uh, and Masteron being the lowest aromatization of those three things that we just that we just mentioned. Um, you know, I had another, and I had one more thought that I wanted to add to that, and I had a, I had a McNally moment, Uh-oh. and it's gone. Well, you're on prep, so you can you can do that. You're two weeks out. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I think I can get one more question in. I'm starting to, I can feel myself starting to fade. You fade? Yeah, I'm fading right. a little bit. I got a real I'm important fading people. Question, just, then. just forgive me. Forgive me. One more real important question. Yes. Favorite movies and TV shows. Oh, this is an exciting one. I love this. I threw. The okay, TV, you said movies, but I wanted to throw TV shows in there too. So that was that was a little me right there. Um, I'll be honest. I'll start with the TV shows first because that'll okay. be that'll definitely be easier. Um, I don't. I'll be honest. I don't watch a lot of shows per se. Yeah. Um, unless it's like anime. I'm a huge Japanese anime fan. Like okay. super super nerd. Super nerd. We but, need that. Um, <laughs> yeah but like in terms of just regular tv shows honestly my favorite one right now is um it's on hulu it's called what we do in the shadows so basically it's like have you watched the office yeah of course and, or like uh parks and rec yeah yeah okay so picture that but with vampires <laughs> is it is it a comedy or what yeah it's yeah it's a comedy it's super okay. funny so like so like um i'm trying to think of okay so like they basically they basically take aspects of what we know about you know vampires if they existed and turn them into parodies. So yeah. like for example, like vampires uh, kill people and drink their blood, right? They can't go into your house though right. unless you invite them. Yeah. So like there so like there's like an episode where they're like trying to hunt this dude and eat him, and they get to his house and they can't go in to kill him because he hasn't invited them in. So, yeah. so like the whole episode is them trying to figure out ways to like go to his house in disguises to get them to invite him into his house so that he can so that they can kill him. And it's shot like and it's just office. really, it's yeah. And they like they'll, they'll, yeah, they do like interviews like in between like each thing that happens. They they'll interview the person. Yeah, just, okay. just it's just, it's literally just like The Office but with vampires. I I like intellectual <laughs> humor. Yeah. Um, I don't like I don't like just stupid humor. Um, I like things that have that obviously had some thought behind it. So yeah. I enjoy that show a lot. Um, but movies. Uh, my top three. They're actually all trilogies. Um, okay. Lord of the Rings. I can watch Lord of the Rings for like the rest of my life and yeah. be perfectly happy and never watch another movie ever again. Um, Blade. 
the Blade trilogy with Wesley Snipes is my second, and the Matrix trilogy. Ooh. Those are my those are my those are my top three. Um, the first honorable Matrix. mention. That was my that was my honor. Jam. Wait, what was it? First Matrix was my jam. That was great. Oh that yeah, was oh it was so movie, good. You know? Um, honorable mention is three hundred. I'll watch that sometimes, like right, like the night before a show, just because it's like so hyper masculine and like it just it just gets me like really revved up. Plus, you're like I'm way bigger than all these jack dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted I have I've always wanted a Leonidas beard, but I've been t- too scared to grow it because I feel like it would make me look older. So yeah, I embraced that. You just you're just like yeah, I'm getting old. No, I mean like no, like his his beard is like it comes down to like here and it's like super pointy. Oh yeah, like yeah, that's a little much. You could do it. You could do it. The younger you are, while you do it, the more easily you'll be able to pull it off without looking older. Every year yeah. you wait, the older you'll look with it. So there's that. Because the because the problem is too is that I get I get this um this little like you can't really see it. Uh, right now, but like I have this this gray patch like right here. Where my it's finger good. Is. It makes you distinguished. So, yeah, it it, lo- it makes you look distinguished. But if I grew my beard out like that, then I would look <laughs> like I was in my forties. So fair enough. So I don't. Fair enough. All right, let's get out of here, man. Let you get some rest. What are you doing next today? What's what's the agenda look uh, like? Uh, I'm gonna eat again, and then um, I got I have a client actually uh, in an hour. So I'm going to eat really quick, head back to the gym, train my client. I got to train. I have pull today. Um, I, and then second cardio session. And then at some point, jump on the phone with Dave Hell and yeah, discuss dude. next week to me and him talk probably pretty much like every day. No um, whether it's a what usually a phone call, but at the very least, we'll have a text conversation pretty much every day. He'll send me pictures of um, of like samurai warriors and shit to like keep me motivated. <laughs> Nice, man. Well, well, I'll be following along here for the next couple of weeks, following you into New York Pro. And, dude, I, I got to tell you, man, it's been cool to see you and Dave connect and to be putting this together. And, uh, you know, no matter how things go this season, man, we're all freaking behind you. But, of course, we all want to see you fucking take it all the way in. Damn right. I really appreciate it. This is awesome. And listen, um, I don't mind doing this again at least one at least one more time, if not two, before the show. Oh, it, this was like a nice. This was, you know, I, I'm pretty low energy. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not as hyper annoying as I usually am. <laughs> we like that though. We like. But this was. We like the hyper. People are like, oh my god, Derek, Weapon X has such good energy. Like they love it, man. They're like, this guy just loves shit, you know. But so I apo- we'll take I apologize for not bringing the usual me. But this was a nice uh, change of pace. This is a nice little uh, offshoot from my routine. And it definitely, I forgot how hungry I was until like the last like three. No, I enjoy our conversations. I enjoy our conversations. I enjoy reading the chat and having people in here. But um, so this was a nice distraction. So I don't mind. I don't mind doing these, you know, every week into the show. Hell Plus, yeah. I'm sure we, I'm sure we have a lot more things that we could cover. We still, we still have like what five or six other questions that we didn't even touch. Oh yeah, um, Plus, guys. By the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment below with questions. In that case, and, absolutely, uh, we'll tackle them next time we get together. So I appreciate you guys, and I'm glad to be back. Brass tacks. Oh yeah. 